Hey everybody, this is, I guess, the post-Christmas special. I hope you all had a, a good day if you celebrate Christmas. I hope you all had a good day either way. Um, today is, in Britain and most of the Commonwealth countries, uh, Boxing Day. Um, Boxing Day, the name goes back to uh, several centuries, where uh, employers would give their employees a Christmas box that might have a bonus in there or some kind of a gift, uh, especially for the servants when they worked for their masters on Christmas Day. Today was their day off, so that's how you get Boxing Day. And we typically celebrate Boxing Day much the same way as Christmas Day. It's uh, usually when the sales start, so think of it like Black Friday too. Anyway, Boxing Day in uh, a mountain town in the Rockies. It's very, very quiet, which is beautiful. I can step outside and even on my street, not hear another soul. We had a little snow this morning and there are some rabbit tracks running around the house, which is always nice to see. You know, you've got you've to keep that child in you, you know, where the, the little person that enjoyed the little things, you know, the fresh flowers and seeing the critters running around. It's easy as an adult to lose that joy and that wonder. And that's something I've tried really hard to remember, especially when I'm out in the forest. It's the little things. I don't always get the shot when I'm working as, you know, in my photographer role. But I don't think I've ever had a bad hike. You know, I've got rained on, snowed on, uh, cut myself up trying to get through the dense trees. But those, those are badges of honor. You know, I can show you the scars on my hands, my arms, and my knees, and I can tell you the story behind them. And they're always fun. So, the podcast. What do you guys think? I mean, this is... This is uh, the end of 2019, and I'm kind of interrupting the uh, schedule just to interject this little Christmas special, as we're calling it. It's been uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. I've really enjoyed meeting everybody. Of course, I knew everybody already, but it's really uh, been. Uh, I think it's been a positive thing. I think that. The people who have been interviewed have been um, surprised at how much they enjoyed uh, answering questions about themselves and, and I guess remembering or, th or at least thinking about themselves and their own lives. I think it's been a lot of fun. And of course, I'm kind of an introspective person anyway, so I, I spend a lot of time reflecting and as I look back on the interviews that I've done, I think it's it's pulled me into the community, into the into the parts of the community that I should have already been plugged into. You know, you're, one thing I've learned here is that you're never going to get along with everybody. There are people here who are among the nicest people I'm ever going to meet, and even they have their detractors. You know, there's this. There's always somebody that doesn't like somebody. So you have to not worry about that. You know, you, you can get bogged down in 
in righting the wrongs. And I'm sure that has to be done. Somebody has to stand up. But there are there is still room to ignore that and not not withdraw too far. You know, I've been surprised at just how many friends that I have, and I think I've already mentioned this. But one of the themes that seems to return throughout the interviews is that a lot of us don't see each other from time to time. I mean, I was talking about a friend of mine that I haven't seen in, I don't know, six months, maybe. And we live in the same town, less than a mile apart. In order to stay here, we have weird schedules. You know, we're trying to make a living as we do. And we have, a lot of us have um, unusual uh, career paths uh, that mean that, that it's just really difficult to, to meet up. That doesn't mean that we don't care about each other. You know, it's more about quality than quantity. Now, I have some very close friends that I see all the time, but, um, you know, I, there would be people that I see in town all the time, especially during the summer season when I actually show up, who I know, but, you know, it's not like we're close friends. So I think you have to shift your your definition of friend in a small town. You know, it's more about how they treat you and and how well how they make you feel there's a great henry thoreau quote i've read a lot of his stuff as you can imagine that's how i ended up here and uh, he said something along the lines of uh, a friend is someone who takes away your solitude and gives you companionship and i think that's a really it's a really good definition anyway i'm rambling about myself again this is about the podcast I think it's going really well. Slow beginnings. Of course, you have to start somewhere. My metrics are not particularly reliable at this point. I can drill down to see where the listeners came from. And uh, something's not quite right because it says that 100% of the listeners come from the U.S. Well, that's plausible. And then I drill down 100% from Texas. Well, I think some locals are listening to the podcast. At least I hope so. And then I drill down further and everybody's from Pflugerville, which is in central Texas. Um, I've been there several times. So I, something is not quite right at the moment. I think it will take a little longer and perhaps a few more subscribers to uh, to uh, make those uh, statistics really start to reflect the situation. Anyway, I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to keep pressing on until I run out of time. Or, or until I run out of listeners. I don't think that's something to worry about at this stage. I just hope that you're enjoying it. I think it's, it's turning into uh, some kind of a community project, which I didn't set out to do. I'm not really sure what I intended to achieve, but it really seems to be a positive thing. So I should at least give it my best shot and see where this goes. I'm going to be looking for my next batch of interviewees in January. I have some people in mind. I don't have the list completed or any dates set, but I have some really interesting folks that uh, I think are going to be a great addition to the project. It's difficult to schedule people just the same as it is difficult to meet up with friends sometimes, but I'm going to give it a shot and uh, try to keep the variety up which is difficult because I know a lot of couples and I can only interview one person at a time. 
And then if I'm looking for a variety, then I have to move on and not include the partner, at least initially. But if the project continues, then we can come back and, and get the, a different viewpoint from the same uh, partnership. It'll be interesting. Uh, things are going to get busy in the summer. I don't really know how that's going to go, if I'm going to have to take a break or or what will happen. You know, maybe someday I'll get a sponsor and be able to devote more time to this as a, as a actual paying job. Who knows? But it's easy to look too far and to find too many problems. You know, right now it's all about today and uh, I'm doing something good. Anyway, it's Boxing Day, the sun is shining, a uh, little snow fell, I've got to get outside for a little while. I took a really long hike just before Christmas. It takes a, it takes a little while to, to come back from those, you know, once, if you're snowshoeing up a mountain, you know, and you're, and you're giving 100% effort for seven hours. You really need to look after your body and, and fuel it correctly and rest it properly. And then, of course, I come home and I have to I have to do my workouts in order to stay in that kind of shape. And uh, I just stepped those up, so they take a little while to get over. I'm, I was pretty stiff the day after my last workout, uh, which is a good thing. I mean, it shows that it's it's uh, effective. You know, a lot of my life revolves around the hike. You know, staying in shape, eating right. Uh, processing photos, prepping for the next hike. And, and some of that's rubbed off on the music side. You know, of course, you, you kind of want to stay in shape if you're, if you're going to be a front man and get a little better. And uh, anyway, I hope you have a, a great New Year's Eve. Don't drink too much. <laughs> that's the pot calling the kettle black. Um, anyway, have fun. Hug your friends and your family and your pets. Of course, your pets are your family, huh? Enjoy tomorrow's interview. Just remember that I, I don't censor any of my guests. Uh, that's been my policy from the start and will continue to be that. I, I, I'm not out to um, assassinate anybody's character, so I don't ask difficult questions. That's not my job. I don't see it as my job. Um, and I'm not going to get into local politics because they are dull and not worth the airtime. Um, but if uh, one of my guests wants to speak freely, then I'm going to allow them to do so. Just uh, keep that in mind as we go forward. Uh, let's hope that uh, the project's a success. So if you enjoy it, then why don't you share it with a friend who's also going to enjoy it. And if you get bored of podcasts in the meantime... Just remember, you can find me from the high country on Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, probably something else. Yeah, check me out, learn a little bit about me, what I do, and relax and enjoy the show. Okay, well, I hope you have a great start to 2020, and I will be back soon. Okay. Try to get it away from the puffy because it's like yeah, the, super crinkly. That's it. All this winter stuff is so noisy. All right, here we go. All right, folks, welcome to another episode of Mountain Town Diaries. I'm here with Sam. What's happening? Thanks for joining me today. Absolutely. Taking some time out of your climbing day. Piece of cake. Yeah. So, <laughs> real nice day to come sit in the sun. Needed a break anyway. <laughs> it is a beautiful day. Uh, that's for sure. So you're you're a pretty accomplished ice climber. 
six, seven years now. Yeah, a little bit. And I started started in 2013, 2014, uh-huh. and uh, just kind of dove in both feet. And it's been the the main thing I love to do. I kind of climb in the summer to stay in shape for winters. Right. Kind of backwards for most climbers. Okay. Most so you, climbers are like, yeah, I guess I'll climb ice because yeah. there's nothing else to do. <laughs> so you prefer the winter? Oh, I love winter. Yeah. It's Excellent. My, my favorite time. And you're you're a Colorado native. Uh, lived here since 06. Okay. I uh, moved out from uh, San Diego. Was there for about a year and a half, but grew up in the like Lake Tahoe, Carson City, Nevada area. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, I guess that counts as native. Yeah, close that's, enough. This is long enough. No, it was a bumper sticker. I'm not a native, but I got here as quick as I could. Yeah, yeah. I think we all did. Yeah. So how did you find out about this tiny town's ice park? Um, so a buddy of mine, a handful of years ago, it was like six, yeah, like I said, six, seven years ago, um, hit me up on Facebook one time and he was like, hey, I'm going to this ice festival in Lake City. Do you want to go? And I was like, I've, I have no idea where that's at. What is what, right. what is that? <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And we just decided to come down and check it out. And he'd, he'd never been either. And he'd heard it through the grapevine somehow. And we came down and uh, the, the first year we were here, there was, I don't know, 50, 65 people, maybe. Um, just a super, super fun little kind of chill atmosphere. And um, the Ice Fest was really cool. Everybody's super friendly. The town was really accommodating. And, Absolutely, um, yeah. Just fell in love and been been coming back ever since. I come back at least two or three times a year, and then um, for the ice fest every year. That's a great story. Yeah, it's a good time. So how did you how did you get started in ice climbing? Because it's kind of a, <laughs> it's kind of an expensive way to go, and it's kind yeah. of a steep learning curve, isn't there? Yeah. So I I got into climbing in uh, in 2013. Okay. Um, just in general. Uh, started top roping at the gym. Um, buddy of mine took me out, took me up a couple of multi-pitch routes, had a blast. Um, and then, you know, winter started coming in and, yeah. and it started getting cold. Can't climb with their snow and right. blah, blah, blah. And I was, I was kind of over the snowboarding scene cause you know, driving three, four hours in traffic from the front range and then paying a you know, hundred and something dollars of lift ticket. It's like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to come up with something else to do and a uh, buddy of mine was like, have you ever tried ice climbing? Like, no. And he was like, we should go out. And so we went out to uh, Hidden Falls up in Rocky Mountain National Park. It's kind uh-huh. of a real popular front range crag. And, okay. Um, went up there and, and learned, learned a few lessons the hard way and, and <laughs> did, did some stuff right, did some stuff wrong. And uh, just, it was like, I was instantly hooked. Um, and then uh, was lucky enough to, to stumble across my, kind of one of my best buds. And, and he's a, just an awesome mentor. Uh-huh. Um, He's a pro climber, like super, super badass guy. Oh. And uh, he started taking me up to the Vail Amphitheater on some like real big ice and um, just kind of progressed from there and just I've <laughs> never looked back. <laughs> That's really cool. It's a good way to learn if you've got an expert. To, yeah, to yeah, it was along. nice. I've been, I've been really blessed with kind of who I've had as mentors. Like every person that I can call a mentor has been uh-huh. like a rock solid partner, super safe, um, just really good salt of the earth people like just quality quality human beings um and i've been really lucky so i try to i try to give back to that um to that extent uh, and i got uh, my spi for guiding uh-huh. and instructing for rock um and i've been just kind of working the last couple of years on getting just really really refined and dialed in on ice and next year i want to try to get my ice instructing nice. uh, certification wow. um 
yeah, start start guiding on some ice. <laughs> so what does it take to, to get to that level, to get your certification? Um, for the ice, uh, it's it's just a ton of practice. Um, oh, really? Yeah, lots and lots of refinement on your on your movement, um, your anchor systems, uh-huh. um, protecting your, your clients or your seconds and your thirds, like climbing with multiple people uh-huh. uh, on different ropes and running different rope lines. And it's just it's uh-huh. a lot of stuff you really have to think about with ice that you don't have to think about with rock. Because oh. um, the, you know, the ice fall is obviously one of the most clear and present dangers. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's tough if you have a couple people and you're trying to you're trying to bring them up the same line. You can't stack them one underneath each other like you can on rock necessarily. And OK. So you yeah. kind of have to separate them and it requires a little different train of thought and how you how you anchor and how you direct the ropes and all that stuff and, that and makes then sense. The, the majority of it's just getting super super refined with your movement and really smooth and efficient and uh-huh. you know be able to climb you know basically any great ice really confidently and, and cleanly okay um would you would you say that an ice park <clears throat> is inherently safer than backcountry or, uh, or about the same i there's i think there's Pieces that are safer and pieces that are less safe. Um, with the backcountry, you know, that you're obviously you're back in the wilderness. Yeah. There's a lot more um, avalanche awareness. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of different stuff to keep in keep in mind. Like here at Lake City at the ice park, there's no avi danger. There's nothing you have to worry about there. <laughs> That's but true. you have. 20 people uh-huh. across the wall that are all sending ice down you've right. got people's anchors up top that when you're walking around you've got a, you're, you know everybody's walking across these ropes with crampons and you're like yeah like there's yeah. a lot of stuff you kind of have to keep in mind in the park okay. that you n- wouldn't necessarily need in the backcountry um but in the backcountry obviously you know if, if you get hurt here it's a three-minute ambulance ride to the clinic. You get hurt out yeah. in the backcountry, you might be 12 miles out. Absolutely. With knee-deep snowshoeing snow, like you're. <laughs> yeah, you're a long way from. Yeah, help. you're in a, you're in a predicament <laughs> if you get hurt back there. So it's there's a lot of um, there's ways that it's safer and there's ways that it's less safe. Um, that makes sense. It's a lot more adventurous. I love like backcountry ice is my favorite thing in the world. Just like adventuring back and. You know, hear a rumor that oh, this this flow might be in. Yeah, like you want to. Yeah. We call it taking the tools for a walk. Uh-huh. So you want to take the tools for a walk. It might not be there. Like we might go for a ten mile hike and find nothing. <laughs> you got you to have partners that are okay to just go for a ride. Right. It's all about the chase. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the chase. Yeah, um, it's kind of like hunting, I guess. Yeah, exactly. But man, yeah. when you find when you find a piece of ice that um, you know, I've been I've been fortunate enough to go out a couple of times and find ice that um, you know it's only been climbed a handful of times in uh-huh. the history of it and you're just like oh my god this is like there's been like six people who have climbed this stuff thing. of legends this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a pretty wild feeling to uh to know that you're that far back there and and there's so few people have done what you're doing it's, uh-huh. it's kind of a unique feeling yeah yeah and there's, there's so much backcountry out here you know people People see it from the roads or they mm-hmm. see it from even the trails in the summer, but there is so much public land out here. Yeah. And like Google Earth is explored. like, that's Google Earth and Caltopo, man, those two sites. That's right. You can get in and you can fly, like you can take a, you know, a bird's eye view and just fly through all these canyons and you're like, ooh, there's a steep little cliff with like a big bowl of snow above it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder what that would be like. And yeah. Oh, there's a little flash of light. Maybe that's a waterfall. Yeah. Huh? You yeah. Can take a, <laughs> take a couple of couple of day trip and just go back and adventure and find it and yeah sometimes you strike gold and sometimes you strike out right (laughs) have you have you found any of those out here in this area you don't have Uh, to divulge your your locations (laughs) um i have found a couple um 
actually yesterday we were out kind of scouting a little bit and nice. I found a couple things that uh, just up the canyon a ways that I was like, ooh, I might have to go check that out. And uh-huh. um, so I think in the next, they, they didn't quite look like they were ready. Um, so assuming you know, conditions stay, you get the, the warm days where all the snow melts and creates water and then yeah. you get the cold nights where it consolidates and freezes. Uh-huh. That's like the perfect recipe for making good you know, good solid thick ice. Oh, so assuming right. we get some warm days and cold nights um, over the next couple of weeks, uh, I'll be back down here early next month, uh-huh. and I might might take a day and just go adventure, go see what see what it does. <laughs> good plan, good plan. It's pretty quiet out here in the winter. Yeah. Uh, do you have other winter sports, or is ice climbing your thing? Uh, ice climbing is definitely my thing. Um, I I like snowshoeing and hiking around, and uh-huh. I. I don't tell anybody I said I like snowshoeing. Going out and, you know, just hiking around in the winter is beautiful. The the sounds that you that you hear, they like there's something about a, a snowy winter day where you're like walking through just pillowy, like knee deep snow and yeah. you, there's sounds in the trees that you don't hear in the summer. It's just crazy how how much of a different experience it is. Um and then uh yeah, I, I still snowboard, I still ski a little bit, not not anywhere near what I used to. Uh-huh. Um, so when I grew up, I was out in the Lake Tahoe area. I was a pass holder my whole life and skied tons and tons and tons and moved out here. And uh, first year I put in uh, like 30 days or something like that. It was okay. like, yeah, it was a good season. Yeah. Next next year I got like eight days. Oh, okay. Next year trend. I got a half day. <laughs> and really? I, was, I, bought, <laughs> I, bought, I bought like an Epic Pass or a, whatever. It was Rocky Mountain Super Pass back then. Uh-huh. <laughs> for a half day. Okay. I, I got a yeah. half day. I was like, that was a $400 half day. That was ridiculous. Make the most of it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. ice climbing, um, obviously you've, you've got to have your crampons, your ice axes. A lot of it's kind of similar to, to winter hiking and mountaineering, mm-hmm. uh, but your ice axes are obviously different. Uh, so you can reuse your crampons and your boots. Yes. But would you say that it's an expensive hobby to get into? It is. It's got a lot of uh, upfront. It's climbing in general is... Uh-huh. Um, you know, sport climbing outside is it's relatively affordable. You get a rope, a handful of draws, yeah. some webbings for building anchors, um, and and you can and you can go climb pretty much any kind of single pitch. But uh-huh. ice and and like trad climbing, where you have all the extra gear that you have to bring along, and ice is particularly expensive because um, one of my favorite ways to climb it's called mixed climbing. So okay. it's it's ice and rock. So you're you're using your crampons and your ice tools but you're scratching around on dry rock and you might be plugging cams. You might be placing, you know, stoppers. Uh Um, and then you also have your ice screws that you're protecting any bits of ice that you get into. Right. So you, it's basically mixed climbing, I think is probably the most expensive of all of them because you have to have all of the gear. You have to have all the rock and all the, yeah, the the harness, you put the harness on, you're like, I weigh 40 extra pounds. This is ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and you're typically climbing with, you know, two ropes, um, so that you have a full, instead of having to rappel out on uh, essentially a half a rope length because you've oh, okay. got the rope doubled, uh-huh. you, you bring two ropes, you bring skinnier, skinnier, longer ropes, um, so you can have longer rappels and longer pitches, and it, uh, it helps you be a little more efficient when you're climbing, you know, multi, multi-pitches. Okay. Um, if you're doing six or eight pitches, every little bit of transition time you can save, you save five minutes at every transition uh-huh. and you climb eight pitches, that's 40 minutes. Like okay. <laughs> you're, okay. you're saving pretty substantial time. It adds up quick. So, sure. um, yeah, you bring as much as, as little gear as possible, uh-huh. <laughs> but as much as you need to be safe. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So how would you how would you rate this uh, this little ice park? 
Um, the, I honestly, man, this is my favorite little ice park. Your I, favorite? Wow. I love it. Like Ure, Ure is amazing. Ure is uh-huh. an absolutely outstanding park. It's yeah. the I call it the ditch. The 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 gorge is absolutely gorgeous. Um, there's there's not really any place like it uh-huh. on the planet like you, <laughs> that you can just throw a rope on a tree drop in 200 feet and just have sheer vertical cliffs of ice for miles and and it can accommodate a huge numbers of people mm-hmm. uh, and lake cities definitely doesn't have that 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 side of the the kind of the mass appeal yeah um but the the wall here is super super good they do a great job farming the ice um, the town is always super, super friendly. Like, mm-hmm. Ure is a great town. I love, it's arguably my favorite town in the, in the state. Yeah, I um, wouldn't disagree with that. But there's yeah. something about Lake City that's just, it's got the, it's got a charm that, that Ure doesn't have. I think Ure probably used to have it. I think, I think um, you're right. I think it's something to do with the size. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of grown and there's enough people climbing. Like I didn't find ice climbing until relatively soon or, uh-huh. you know, not that long ago. And, um, by the time I got into it, I'm, I'm kind of on the early end of the latest wave of new climbers that are coming into it, I guess, okay. if you want to like call it a wave of climbers. Yeah. Um, and I think that some of the charm had, had already kind of been lost a little bit for your mm. And I feel like Lake city still got that charm. Like it's still just, you come in and, um, everybody, you know, in the summertime, it's, cracking here it's great it's going crazy and then in the winter it's kind of dead so you come in and people seem to really genuinely appreciate your presence and oh absolutely um, yeah you know we had we've had breakfast at uh, was it melty's the last two days in a row uh-huh. i love sat melty's. there for like 45 minutes just chatting with them and just like yep. having a great conversation and and uh-huh. um you know you're a you you might sit and talk with somebody that you run into that you know but right. like the shop owners you're not going to sit down and have a, an hour-long conversation over a breakfast burrito with the with the guy that's cooking your food yeah that's, that's <laughs> unlikely yeah yeah and that's that's something i love about lake city is you get that you, it's just a different experience. Yeah, you're among friends. Yeah, yeah it's, it really is. And the Ice Fest is the exact same thing. You know, there's, I, I don't, there's been a handful of years, I think it's probably pushed 100, 150. Yeah, that sounds about and right. And then there's been a couple of years I've been out here where there was like 50. Yeah. Um, and it, it seems to, you'll come one year and it's not that busy. And the next year, like, oh man, people are starting to figure out that Lake City's pretty cool. And uh-huh. then the next year it's kind of died off again. And you're like, okay, maybe it was just a, just a random bump of, of folks. Um, and it, but everybody knows each other. It's like this super family, like it's, it's friends of the family you choose is one of my favorite things to say. It's like, uh-huh. they're the people you really want to hang out with. They're, they're all the weirdos that love you know, <laughs> freezing and being scared. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and it takes a, it takes a special breed of person to want to do this as far as like, okay, I'm going to go get really cold and really scared. Uh-huh. Awesome. That sounds fun. Let's do that. Yeah, that's a good way to spend a weekend. <laughs> Anytime you can find a hundred like-minded people and put them in one place, it's like, this is pretty cool. <laughs> that, that's something special. I, I know when I've been out here photographing people and I, I kind of, you know, you spend time in between shots just kind of studying people and I try to figure out who's in which group. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's, it's almost impossible to tell because yeah. like you're saying, that it's like Everybody a, a brotherhood. Yeah. And like once all the ropes are up, it's, you know, you, oh, I got this rope on this line and, you know, sometimes you're like, I'm just going to hog this line but you know when there's somebody's next to you they're like hey that line looks pretty cool can i climb your rope yeah by all means like jump on this one we'll trade ropes and uh-huh. we did that a bunch of times yesterday and everybody you know everybody seems to be super respectful and and um super kind and like, yeah it's really easy to just share the whole place and and i've i've not seen 
anybody ever have any sort of conflict out here? Like I had, no. I had a guy I was leading her out um, last year mm-hmm. at the Ice Fest. Okay. And I had a guy, he was up above and he built an anchor and he threw his rope and, and you know, almost hit me with his rope while I was leading. And I was uh-huh. like, I was like, dude, what's, what are you doing? Yeah. Kind of yelled up at him and a couple of people were like, Hey, there's a guy below you. And like, well, wow. All right. <laughs> I don't think there was anybody there. No. <laughs> a little chunk of ice calved off. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, you know, threw the rope and, and I, I got up and, and we got into a little bit of a tiff at the okay. top because he was like, well, I was already here. And I'm like, I'm, I'm leading, bud. Like I'm on screws. Like, uh-huh. like whether you were here or not, like we can talk about it, but you don't just throw your, like, you don't walk out to the edge and just lob your rope. Like, right, right. I think <laughs> and, I would have known that Yeah. Much. And there were yeah. a handful of people that were back that you could see the whole thing happening because uh-huh. he couldn't see me on the ice. I couldn't see him above, but the right. people that were sitting far enough back, I guess they were yelling up like, you've got a leader, you've got somebody below you. And he just tossed the rope so he and wow. we, we had some words up top but uh-huh. it wasn't anything major and by the end of the day we were sharing a rope and we were like we were buds right <laughs> we were fine forgotten yeah. yeah it was all good um it was one of those like i'm sorry i'm sorry cool all right done <laughs> yeah excellent excellent well you know it, it, everybody's here for the shared goal yeah and I, you know in your a i've seen people like i've seen people threaten to cut people's ropes like i've wow. like, i've seen some like Okay. People almost go to fists, like yeah. really nasty conflict, and you're just like, wow. you never, you never get that ego here. I've I've never seen it. <laughs> no, no. I think everybody's been pretty cool, and I think perhaps maybe because we have more space, yeah, there's there's less room for conflict. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a good chunk of it is because the you know the the gorge in Ure is it's it's a pretty confined space. Like once you're down in there, yeah, it's a slot canyon. There's not a lot of room to move around, and anybody who sends any sort of ice down, it like it's hard to not be in the, in the zone. Sure. Um, yeah. And you'd have get the, you've got the Creek that runs through the middle of it. And, you know, in, in deep winter, the thing's frozen over. And so you can, you can park on the other side uh-huh. uh, and be relatively safe. Um, but in the, in the early season, that Creek's still full of water and you can't like, you're either wading across or like hopping little bridges across and anchoring in a, on the other side. Uh-huh. And it's, you know, it's still doable, but it's a little bit of a pain. Sure. Whereas here, it's just wide open. Like, there's nothing. The root, this little creek is, I've never seen anybody go into it, so. No, you'd have to try out the place <laughs> yeah. through. <laughs> yeah, there's like little, like right here in front of us, like a little window that's a little bit open, but most everywhere else, it's pretty well frozen up. And yeah, so, by this time of year. Yeah, you get tons of space to move around, and it's really safe. And then, you know, the, the wood fire and the warming hut. That's a nice touch. That's awesome. That's yeah. great. <laughs> that wasn't always there. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's one of the big improvements, like with the with the city taking it over, is the new bridge and the, the, yeah. the you know, the porta pot and the wood fire and the tent like That's it's just it. you get some creature comforts that that yeah. um you know you have at your a but like the the warming hut at your is down at the very front of the park and okay if you're in the back of the park you got a 20 minute walk to get down there and, and then a 20 minute point. walk back and it's like, <laughs> here you get a 100 foot walk and yeah <laughs> so, it keeps you out here yeah, for it's, sure it's easy to just kind of come out and stay really engaged in the climbing the whole day yeah um, so yeah it's cool it's, it's a just an awesome spot well, great. I appreciate you talking to me today. Absolutely. Since we've never met. So. Yeah. Piece of <laughs> you're, cake. <laughs> you're my first new guest that I've never actually spoken to Nice. Before, so. <laughs> awesome. I appreciate your time. I'm going to let you get back on the ice. Yeah, appreciate it's, it. It's been great. Yeah, thanks, man. Thank you. All right, have a good one. You too.